everyone, and welcome to Bards Lost in the Metaverse with me, Sean Lee. And me, Andy Mack. Join us as we explore the depths of our creativity and the world of Web3. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of Bards Lost in the Metaverse, a podcast that follows the adventures of two aspiring creatives as we learn to weave magic through words, art and music while exploring the world of Web3. Each week we'll start off with an update of our works in progress before diving into a discussion of our creative escapades and current or future technology. Welcome everyone to our 30th episode where it's eight woots to the 36 hexy wootamol. <laughs> Is that even real maths? Like, no. not the hexamol. <laughs> it's a hexamol. Eight thing. bits to the bite. Isn't eight bits thirty-six hexadecimal. I have no idea. I don't know. You said it. I don't know. You write it, <laughs> yeah. and we keep running with it, everyone. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All I don't right, know. let's actually get into it properly. So, Andy, what are we actually talking about today? Uh, well, something I'm very excited about. Actually, we're going to be talking about AI narration. Ooh, Ooh indeed. Uh, but first, Sean, before we get into it, sorry, I'm still laughing from our weirdly coordinated. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was a bit. I didn't. wasn't even looking at you. So. No. Yes, that's scary for everyone else. Uh, but first, books, <laughs> yes. writing. It's been two weeks since we recorded uh, Easter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it has. All right. I expect big things from you, Sean. <laughs> I'm glad you've been paying attention. <laughs> uh, only because I forgot. Um, all right, what have I been doing? So, I have made progress with the editing. Yeah. But I also had the epiphany of, like, why I'm just, like, struggling a bit and it feels like it's so much more work at the moment with editing. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm in the, like, pretty much the last chapters where I need to make sure the plot of this book, like, makes sense. Oh, so, I have right, to yeah. make sure all of the, anything that was, like, left unexplained or that, you know, a reader was like, but what on earth happened with that thing? I'm like, gah, I need to edit that back in or explain this thing away. So yeah. it's a little bit more slog just because there's a lot more reworking, I guess, of the chapter to yeah, add in okay. more info and then make that flow properly still and making sure it actually is correct info or explains it properly. So it's a bit slower. Yes. But... So I'm in chapter 25, and yeah. after this chapter, I think it's pretty much the sprint like, to the end, sprint to the climax, and then the sort of come down afterwards of yeah, yeah, nice. resolving it all. So I think there's only like maybe five chapters. If I can get through this one, there's five Ooh. chapters left. Then it's off to an editor. Well, go find an editor. Yes, I have to find an editor. <laughs> then it's off to an editor. Yes. <laughs> Very exciting. I know. I'm so close yet so far. Yeah. So yes, just getting myself to actually move forward on it. Yeah. Um, music. I've, I think I've made a couple of tracks from yeah. memory. I think one of them's like sort of half done sitting there, um, but also scheduled out a couple of months worth of new tracks that are all ready to go on YouTube. So yeah. they're all sitting there waiting to be released every Tuesday on mm. New Track Tuesday. <laughs> Very excitement. Yes. So some work, probably not as much. I've been pretty tired and a bit. Yeah, you were a bit sad there for a week or two, I must admit. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a ride. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm hoping to get Back on the train. I don't know what the expression tracks, should be. Back on the tracks. Back on the train. Mm. Back train on, on the horse. Get the train back on the tracks. Getting back on the horse. There back you on go. the horse. All right. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> anyway, that yes. is me plodding along 
getting there slowly, as nice. always, in my, like, tired, haphazard way. Yes, <laughs> indeed. I actually was like, she must be feeling bad. I was at the point where I'm like, have I done something wrong? And then I was like, ah, sucks to be her if I have. I'm not changing. Um, but, yeah, you've definitely been a bit tired the last week or two. Uh-huh. You were a bit crook last week too, weren't you? Yeah, I wasn't feeling yeah, great. Enough. So it's been a, yeah, been a ride. It has been. See, getting back on the horse because it's been a ride. Hey! <laughs> Boom, cerebral. I know. How about you? Tell us all the stuff you've been doing with your... I'm karate chopping. Yeah, there there's with my a literal karate right chop. Yeah, yeah Daniel <laughs> Sanders. Yeah. Uh, so I think I've written now because it's been two weeks. I'm not too sure. I think I've written three new chapters as we sort of head towards the uh, climax of my book. Mm. Uh, very exciting. Lots of big knowledge and plot bombs in there that are going to sort of you know have gripped up what's happening in the universe and not enough to you know tell everyone what's happening, but enough to plant some big seeds for what's going to happen over the next you know 10 mm. million words that I write. Um, <laughs> uh, but I've also been working on my audio drama hey. for the Star Ranger saga, and it is done, actually. Ooh. All I need to do, I recorded my intros and outro just off my MacBook just to get the timing right because yeah. I've scored the entire piece and nice. added sound effects, etc. cetera. Um, but I'm going to steal this microphone, actually, that we're using right now afterwards, yeah. and I'll re- record them uh, properly. And then get your ears ready for some beta listening, and I'll probably find a couple more beta <laughs> listeners. Uh, yeah, it is super exciting. So that's been taking up a lot of my time. It spookishly enough to fully create and cut together uh, a fifty-minute audio drama with music mm. and sound. Especially when I've got to go get the music and find it, it takes a lot of time. Uh, <laughs> it'll be a bit quicker next time because obviously I've got the intro music and yeah. outro music and transition musics but there's still different bits and stuff that i like to chuck in based on the scenery and then obviously the sound effects and ambience and all that sort of stuff so yeah. which is breaking news everyone haven't even talked to sean about this but oh. i think Ooh. uh when i hit chapter 20 of the book release mm-hmm. i'm doing my weekly releases i'm going to go to fortnightly releases okay to give me some breathing room but then i also Smart. probably want to start releasing Audio. The audio drama. Yeah. So, fair. not doing less, <laughs> just spacing it yeah. out a bit because I am hella busy. Shock. Yeah. <laughs> just the way I like it. <laughs> but that's all right. That so, makes sense. yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, we could alternate. Um, yeah, for Yeah, months. our chapters getting released. Like, it's always been an option for us. <laughs> yes, it has been. Yes. Uh, and I think if I wasn't doing this, I'd be fine. I'd be able to smash it out. I could probably do it. But I just want to give myself a little bit of room yeah. to make sure I can get these. Because I've also got to do up a website and everything for the radio dramas and I've got to figure out how we get it on our anchor through different users. And that's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. an hour worth of work, but when you've only got 20 minutes a day to do it. That's yeah, <laughs> it takes a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, cool. So is it just chapter one? That I've done, done, I'll start on chapter two. And that's 50 minutes for chapter one? Yep. And it's, oh, it's a, I'd say it's a reasonably, it's a just above average chapter length for me. Cool. It's probably a 7,000 word chapter. Yeah, okay. Or 6,000 word. And I range from five to 9,000 words. Um, and it depends how much chatting there is. Obviously, when the narrator talks for a minute or yeah. for 35 seconds, that's easy. You just chunk them in. But mm. when it's going in between people and, you know, if someone's on the planet and someone's in a spaceship, you've got to cut them in. Then you've got to adjust their volume so they sound like they're coming over a radio. And yeah. then you've got to put the squelch in and all sorts of stuff. So It's fun, but it takes time. It does, yeah. <laughs> I love it, though. It's so much fun. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to get a bit more into the intricacies of doing that. As well, during yes. this episode. Indeed, we, we? are. Uh, but first, <laughs> the news. It's Monday, the 17th of April, 2023, and this is News with Sean. 
In Web3 and tech news this week, the Ethereum blockchain's Shanghai upgrade, also known as Chappella, is set to go live on April 12th, or did go live on April 12th. <laughs> we are now speaking from the future. <laughs> Marking the completion of the network's transition from proof of work to proof of stake. However, stakers may not receive their rewards immediately, depending on how they staked their ETH. Validators who directly stake their ETH will have their rewards automatically unlocked, while stakers who used a staking service or pool will have to wait for the service provider or pool to determine when to release the rewards. This has caused uncertainty among stakers, especially those who are eagerly awaiting their rewards. And fun fact, because I told everybody how I staked some of my ETH. I recall. I did. I had an email from Coinbase and okay. saying you could apply to release your stake if you would like to. And then it just goes into a bit of a, I guess, list, waiting list of when they release it to you. Yeah. So, yeah, they're actively, they did actively get out to everybody and told everyone, if you want to, you can get on it. Okay. I'm just leaving mine there because I'm like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my 10 Australian dollars. <laughs> yes. It's not worth much. But random yeah. caveat in the news. <laughs> Have you seen the prices go up on everything? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so volatile. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Anyway, back to the Moving news. Moving on, sorry. back to the news, everybody. The US Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, is increasing its regulation of digital assets with the addition of general attorneys to its crypto enforcement division in New York, Washington, D.C., and San Francisco. The hiring comes after the agency stated in March that it planned to expand its crypto assets and cyber unit. The SEC has been cracking down on the crypto industry under Chairman. Gary Gensler, sorry about the pronunciation, and the new attorneys are expected to investigate crypto asset securities, developing litigation plans and draft legal documents. Serious. So the US are ramping up their, I guess, looking over, like, I guess, monitoring, monitoring of crypto. (laughs) All right, moving now to the world of publishing. Book lovers worldwide, worldwide, let's me speak properly, are expressing sadness as online book retailer Book Depository prepares to shut down by the end of the month. The UK-based company, which offers more than 20 million books and free delivery to over 120 countries, was acquired by Amazon in 2011. The closure follows Amazon's announcement of cost-cutting measures and job losses, including changes to its book-selling operations, such as ending the sale of magazine and newspaper subscriptions on its Kindle ebook device. Mm. As Book Depository prepares to close its virtual doors, customers have been reflecting on the end of an era in online book retail. And I was a bit sad too, because I have used Book Depository for probably over the last decade as okay. a regular place to buy books from. There you go. So, yes, I was like, oh, well, sad. Yeah. Amazon, it owns everything. Yeah, it's the big one. <laughs> and finally, in a move that pits Twitter against newsletter pro- platform Substack, Twitter has made it almost impossible to interact with tweets containing a Substack link. Substack has been making moves to be more than just a newsletter distributor, with its latest innovation being Notes, a feature that allows creators to share short snippets of thought with their followers. This move has made Substack more like Twitter, prompting the response from the social media giant. The situation highlights the need for writers and journalists to be agile in regard to the platforms they use, as even established platforms can disappear or lose value overnight. Yeah, I saw that uh, Old Muskie is making subscriptions available to Twitter mm. profiles in Australia, everywhere except the US, because I think he tried it in the US next month or the end of this month. Oh, interesting. So you can actually subscribe in a similar kind of fashion and get paid. Very and I think he's also doing like 100% royalties to creators for the first two years. 
we will investigate more yes. and report back yeah. to everybody because, yeah, tips. there's lots of movement in that space. Indeed. And that, my friends, was News with Sean. All right, shall we get into this episode? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. All right, Sean and Andy, let's hear all about AI narration and air voices. All right, so what is... Uh, yeah, I know. That was a pretty... Sorry. He's a very professional British man, that one. He's very proper, apart from the air voices. <laughs> yes, the air. Smacked air. It. Yeah, he had to take his monocle off, his 8-bit monocle off to pronounce that. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Thank you, uh, Mr. AI. Yes, thank you, and strap in, because there's a lot more of that coming. Uh, all right, let's get into it properly. Yeah. All right, what, what is... AI narration me. I'll go. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You can do the next bit. So AI voices are synthetic voices that mimic human speech through a process called deep learning, where artificial intelligence is used to convert text into speech, often referred to as TTS or text-to-speech, which Mm. is the actual term of uh, what you'll see a lot, but we'll get into that. Mm. For example... Uh, actually, I won't do that. We'll do that one a bit later. Uh, AI voice narration, also known as text-to-speech, is a technology that enables computers to convert written text into spoken words. It uses artificial intelligence algorithms to generate human-like voices, allowing users to listen to written content rather than reading it. Hmm. Here's how it works. Oh, tell me, please. Oh. So, first, the text is uh, processed and analysed for things like grammar, syntax, and punctuation. <laughs> yeah. Next, the text-to-speech system selects a voice from its library of available options. These voices can be pre-recorded by actors or generated by AI algorithms, and we'll get a bit into that. Yep. Uh, The text-to-speech system then uses these voices to convert the text into speech. This involves breaking the text into individual phonemes? Phonemes? Phonemes. Phonemes, yep. The basic unit of a sound in a language, and combining them with... Oh, and combining them to form words, sentences, and paragraphs. The system can adjust things like annotation, pitch, and emphasis to create a more natural-sounding voice. Mm. Uh, and you'll often see these referred to as uh, neural voices in the actual systems themselves. They don't say natural. It says neural for some reason. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and finally, the synthesized speech is output as an audio file, which can be played back on any device with a speaker. Hmm. So AI voice narration has a variety of applications, from accessibility tools to... The, for the visually impaired to automated customer service and even creating audiobooks or podcasts. It can be used to create synthetic voices for virtual assistants, chatbots, and other AI-powered applications. And we'll go through some of these a bit yeah, later. Yeah, like yeah. Like, it's yeah. definitely a growing space, isn't it? Oh, definitely. Paying attention to. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah, lots of interesting Yes. Well, my entire podcast that we were talking about before, the audiobook, mm. that's all voice actors, AI voice actors. Yeah. Yeah. One or two you might meet later. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe. Not really. I'm all not sure. Right. I can't remember. I'm very unorganized. That's all right. We, <laughs> yeah, yeah. as we always say, we are noobs learning all about this. So enjoy yes. learning with us, everybody, as we yes. <laughs> stumble through this AI voice narration one. <laughs> ah, that's all right. We'll uh, so can you, there's actually I a difference sure between AI voice narration and AI voice cloning. Would yeah, you... I thought this was really interesting. Yeah, this is in. a good um, thing for everyone to understand, I think, because, yeah. um, yes, AI voice stuff is everywhere. Um, yes. But, yes, there is a big differentiation between narration and cloning. Mm-hmm. So AI voice narration and AI voice cloning are two related but distinct technologies. Mm. AI voice narration, as explained by Andy, uses artificial intelligence algorithms to convert the written text into spoken words. 
The synthesized speech can sound like a real person, but it's not an actual recording of someone's voice. Instead, instead, it's generated using an AI algorithm that has been trained on a particular voice or set of voices, or even synthesized voices that do not belong to any particular person. Mm. On the other hand, AI voice cloning involves training an AI algorithm to mimic a particular person's yeah. voice. So this technology uses a database of audio recordings of that person's voice to train the algorithm. The algorithm then learns to mimic the person's voice, including their unique speech patterns, accent, and imitation. The main difference between the two technologies is that AI voice narration can produce synthesized voices that don't belong to any specific person, while AI voice cloning can create a synthetic version of a specific person's voice. The applications for AI voice cloning are numerous, including creating synthetic voiceovers for movies or television shows, featuring deceased actors or celebrities, generating voice commands for virtual assistants like Siri or Alexa, or even creating personalised audiobooks narrated by the author in their own voice, mm -hmm. which I think is what I was... That piqued my interest yes. about this for that reason. I was like, oh, I could make a fake copy of me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we need more shans in the world, I reckon. Why not? <laughs> um, fun fact, AI technology cloned the voice of James L. Jones and now voices the Darth Vader character using that AI yeah. clone voice. Very cool, right? Yeah. So over overall, while AI voice narration and AI voice cloning are both based on the similar technologies, they have distinct differences in their purposes and applications. And it is probably important to know the difference because I feel like you're going to run into like different legally sort of Yes, we will definitely get to that later. Yeah, yeah. going either direction, depending on what you're doing. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you get the TikTok I sent you? I forgot to watch it. No, that's fine. It it's, popped up um, this morning and I was like, I need to yeah. watch this. And then children. Yes, fair. Because <laughs> it's still school holidays, so they're crazy. Uh, yeah, so it actually had, uh, it was AI voice cloning, but they were getting, I think it was Tupac and Biggie rapping on a modern day track mm. using all their voices. And it had like, I think like Jay-Z singing like Evermore, like stuff like that. There's yeah. a whole bunch of uh, cloning uh, singers' voices and putting them on different songs. It was, yeah, it was super interesting, and it was like pretty spot on. Like it was hard to tell. It's interesting, that it wasn't that but person. also mm. illegal. Yeah, I would guess. <laughs> don't know how I would feel. Yeah, someone grabs your voice and starts making you yeah sing random stuff or yeah. <laughs> voice things. Well, I mean that's it. It's about. fine when it's like uh, if Synthetic you're a rapper and it's and doing like another rap song. You're like, oh, that was a bit of oh, fun. Yeah. Until you're like hate speeching or you know like yeah yeah. yeah. That's when it gets uh, curly. Yeah, it's a bit of a minefield still this space, as all AI areas are, yes. <laughs> which is why we were like, let's let's start getting across this space yeah, a lot definitely. more. Because, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, as all of them, I always think, like, they're great tools, but we need to know how to use the tools yes. well. Yes, <laughs> <safety>. exactly. <laughs> uh, which is a pretty good segue to uh, what you could do with those tools, hey. which is what can you do with AI narration? I love accidental segues. <laughs> yeah, the, the best. <laughs> Uh, so let me start off. Uh, there are many different use cases for AI voices and they're becoming increasingly popular in a variety of industries. Uh, and here are some actual real world examples. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so audiobooks and podcasts. So AI voice narration can be used to generate synthesized voices for audiobooks and podcasts. This allows publishers to produce audio content at a lower cost and a faster speed. Uh, definitely not yeah. faster, having spent hours and hours <laughs> doing a, an entire podcast. We but have to, like, re-script it all, right? Yeah, it's, it's definitely <laughs> tricky. Um, but it is. It's quite good. 
Uh, it is being used, and you'd be surprised how good some of these voices sound. I haven't looked into the podcast space with AI narration yeah. much. I'd be interested to know like how it's being used in that space or intros and things like that. I guess. I think when and I don't want no spoilers here and yeah. I'm just uh spitballing. When we get to doing our one shots eventually, we can probably have more actors yeah, doing true. the one shot and with us for our little radio dramas because we'll be able to use the AI voices. They're quite Yeah, good. that's true. Just to filling those out. So probably like I can see the um yeah Views, I guess, in those audio yeah. drama sort of podcasts, I guess. Yeah, just having someone yeah. do your intro for you, I think, and it might be in here later, and I'm not sure. They may have cloned the voice of um, In a World, like that guy. You yeah. could have like that type of like that In a World where two birds were lost in the metaverse, like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. True. So just having your own intro like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Continue on. Sorry, all right, I, I will. Right. with the <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah, that's talking. fine. Uh, another one is virtual assistants and chatbots. Uh, AI voice cloning can be used to create personalized virtual assistants and chatbots that sound like a particular person. This can make interactions more engaging and natural for users. Mm. That was, I'm pretty mm. sure, I think it was either Amazon or Azure, and we'll get into this. One yeah. of them did the Combank uh, like phone the person. Service yeah, line. but they used an Australian voice actor to do it. Yeah. So it sounds pretty spot on like you're talking to someone. It's very impressive. Yeah, I can see like how that will take off a lot more, like with um chat GPT and stuff like that yeah, too, exactly. all those AIs that are going to help automate a lot of the customer service sort of front. Yeah. So you uh, get overlaying get, this AI. Yeah, you definitely cloning. get AI yeah, in your like question stuff. If you've ever like tried to return a book on Amazon and stuff, that's very AI generated. Yeah. They don't actually have somebody answering that unless it goes to a certain level. Yeah. But it's just the next step up. You can actually call and talk to someone yeah. that isn't someone. That's interesting. <laughs> that's yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'll do one more and then yes, I'll hand please. over to you. So accessibility tools. So AI voice narration can be used to create audio versions of text content for people who are visually impaired or having diffi- or have difficulty reading. This can make digital content more accessible for a wider range of people. Yeah. And this yeah. Is, that's an amazing tool. Yes, really, that's a real... Yeah. I feel like that's probably where I think some of the first applicability of this sort of technology started a lot because like, yeah, you started definitely. to see a lot more of the Those sort of read like, out loud type yeah, tools and that. They yeah. started getting put into like even Microsoft Word and stuff has all that these days. Yes, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's just evolving from there, but it's wonderful. Yeah. All right, I'll take over to give you a break. All right, thank you. I <laughs> will have some water. You go for it. So it also gets used for voiceovers for movies and TV shows in a world. Here it is. <laughs> So AI voice cloning can be used to generate synthetic voiceovers for movies and TV shows. For example, in the 2020 film I Am Patrick Swayze, an AI voice was used to narrate the actor's life story. That's interesting. Yes, and I think I saw the other day, I didn't chuck it in here, uh, I don't think it's in here, uh, was for The Mandalorian, mm. Luke Skywalker's voice. It's still Mark Hamill, but they... Did some AI stuff to clone it to make it sound younger, like he would have at that age. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they did like a little... Manipulated it a bit using old files or something. Yeah, yeah, and mixed it with his current stuff. Interesting. Yeah, so yeah, super interesting. But sorry. Continuing. Customer service, as we sort of touched on already a little bit. So AI voice cloning can be used to create personalized customer service experiences. 
where customers can interact with a chatbot or virtual assistant that sounds like a specific person, such as a company CEO or spokesperson. That's pretty funny. Yes. Sorry. I just realized, like, yeah, if you make it, like, is it Jeff Bezos's voice? Just clone that. So every time you call Amazon, you're just talking to... Yeah, talking to the boss. Yes. (laughs) It's quite hilarious. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Education and training. So AI voice narration can be used to create instructional materials for online courses and training programs. This can make learning more engaging and accessible for students. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I think we've done some sort of corporate training where they've sort of attempted to use that, where it just makes it a little less punishing when you've got to do your annual training (laughs) for the 400th time. But it's just you've got someone talking to you now instead of just reading boring, you know, black text on a white screen. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, And the final one is entertainment. So AI voice cloning can be used to create synthetic versions of famous actors or musicians for entertainment purposes. For example, a hologram of the late rapper Tupac was created using AI voice cloning technology and was able to perform on stage during a music festival. As we said, fraught with... um, Risks. Yeah, I'm sure that like whoever owned <laughs> Very that cool, song, yeah. etc., and the company and all that, and had the rights to it, hopefully did that. It does get into a weird space, and we will get into legal stuff a bit later. Yeah. But just the, yeah, like because an individual has the right to own their own image, right, and voice and stuff, and then when they've deceased, like who then gets to make a call to protect well, like it, their use of that is. Similar to think of being like a model, right? Like you'll sell pictures and if you say for our stock photos that we use, for example, you've sold that picture of either an individual or something and once you've sort of said part of the contract is this can be used as long as I'm paid my royalty fees, you can do whatever you want with that stock image. It's just that except it's your voice, not Mm. a picture of you. Sort of. Well, no, that's that's the same principle, right? It's like, right? Yeah, if you've a, signed like up the to movie. do it, I mean, yeah. like, when people are using, like, recorded oh, definitely. old stuff. Oh, yeah, no, there's a big difference between you've signed up. And, yes. And, and we'll talk about <laughs> yeah. what you, the process you actually have to go to. Yeah. Actually, I don't think I put it in here. Um, I'll, yeah. ch- I'll chuck it in. Uh, remind me. I'll, I'll t- talk about it. The process of actually cloning using your voice. It, yeah, it's detailed. It is not yeah. as simple, like, yep, I'm fine. Yeah, and there's I think that's lot. fine. Like, if you, yeah. You yeah. sign away, you've got your contracts, but yeah, it's, I feel like oh, yeah, if you just the riskier is just, yeah, yeah, if you just rip rap songs off. Uh, oh, yeah, well, any like old Hollywood act, anyone who's got like movies out there of their voices and stuff, and people yeah. just pull it and create oh. their own thing. One of like, the TikToks was, risky. O- was Obama <laughs> rapping, <laughs> and it was good, like it sounded exactly like him, but this, yeah, that's yeah. where they are, <laughs> yeah. and that's what I mean. It's like we'll get into this weird, I'm sure, legal space down the line of, like, figuring out, well, do, like, the family then automatically, do they get to say yes or no to the use of, like, people's yeah. voices it's, and it's their It's a tough one based on, like, it's fine from now on, like, because yeah. you have to sign up and you have to go through a process, but it's the older stuff where, yeah. you know, back in then they were probably owned by the studio, right? Yeah. Like, all rights are owned by Paramount, 20th Century, Disney, whatever, so yeah, they can like, do whatever they want. Because I assume Disney would pretty much get... Um, approval or permission from their family members and stuff of deceased actors when they're doing like the CGI and no voices yeah. and stuff to bring those characters back. Well, yeah, movies. James L. Jones is still alive. He's not dead. Yeah. He just didn't want to voice it anymore because he's oh, yeah, getting old. Fair. So he signed, you know, they probably paid yeah. him. He's, they were like, we're going to use your voice as Darth Vader, probably knowing Disney for the next 50 years. Mm. Uh, and he was like, yep, sure. Use my voice. Sign here. Here's the contract. You get paid. Disney, get your voice. Mm. It's a fair deal. 
Yeah, that's fine. I'm thinking like Carrie Fisher and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah they would have I mean, had to have gone people. and been like, get a permission. I'm guessing permission from family members and stuff. I don't know. This is going to be a legal area that's going to have to be sorted <laughs> yeah, out yeah. at some point. And like, thankfully, we're not lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Do know one that works a little bit in this area. So yes, yes. one day I might have to drag them on the podcast. And- yeah, I would. I'm very excited for that. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I know who it is. <laughs> All right, but yeah, overall AI voice technology, as you can see from our list and our wandering conversations, has a wide range of applications, and its use is only expected to grow in the future. Yes. So, yeah, pay attention to this space because, yeah, it's going to keep changing quickly too. Yes. Oh, there's so many changing AI spaces to pay attention to. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's huge. Um, before it kills us all, we may as well enjoy it, hey? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, should we get into some of the AI narration tools? Yeah, some of the actual examples of, like, what people could go Google right now and yeah. have a play with. Okay. So, first up, uh, let's go with Amazon, the, the big one, mm. uh, their tool called Amazon Polly. Uh, you know what? Actually, mm. let's let Amazon explain it to okay. us. Okay. <laughs> Amazon Polly is a cloud-based TTS service that uses advanced deep learning technologies to generate natural-sounding speech. It offers a wide range of voices in multiple languages and dialects, and it can be integrated into a variety of applications. All right, thank you very much, Polly. <laughs> I went with the female voice uh, no, for that's that one. Fair. Yeah, I, th- I think Amazon Polly is the one that I did have a play with. Yeah, and it had really bad Australian accents. Oh, the Australian accents are terrible oh, in most of them. I think. Why are they did so I use bad? An Australian I, accent? I, no, I couldn't because I just couldn't bear to. Oh, maybe we'll see what I've got coming up. Okay, there might be an Australian one in there. I just remember it hurt my soul a bit, and I was like, "Please, ho- I." Do I sound like these? Surely not. I was yeah. like, there are surely better Australian accents than like, it just goes too late. Crikey, yeah, we're going out to the boat today. It's like, not what? even that ochre. It's like <laughs> that combined with like posh Sydney oh, news was, reporter. So Sounds weird. like a Ford ad. You don't want to. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was so bad. So, yeah. The Australian accents need a bit of help. <laughs> and if you're from another country, let us know. Are our accents actually that bad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Do you hate our Australian accents? Yeah. There we go. Yeah, just people around the world are like, I'm listening to the all crikey podcast. And you're like, Sh- shut up. Shut your dirty mouth. Um, all right. We'll continue on. Uh, so another one is Google. 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 Uh, Google Cloud Text-to-Speech. Uh, Google Cloud Text-to-Speech is another cloud-based text-to-speech service that offers high-quality synthetic voices in multiple languages and dialects. It uses Google's neural network technology to create natural-sounding speech. I I had a bit of a play with it because I've had a play with most of these and even ones that aren't on this list. Uh, I didn't rate Google that much. I think, like, it's... Big benefit was just that it's trying to be more accessible. It's probably one of the ones that you can very easily like yeah, just I'd, play with yes. for, without signing up probably really. Uh, I think you have I to sign up if you want to get deep into it. But, yeah, it, it was yeah. very simple. It was very basic user interface. Yeah. I think they were one of the first few to, to roll out yes. this, yep. some of this technology. So, yep. yeah, it's, it's there. It's good. It's a thing. All right. Try. Have a play. All right. Do you want to do the next one? Sure. So IBM Watson Text-to-Speech is another tool that's out there. So IBM Watson Text-to-Speech is a cloud-based text-to-speech service. (laughs) It's a lot of text-to-speech in one sentence. TTS, yeah. Uh, It uses deep learning technologies to generate neural-sounding speech. So like all the others, deep learning turns it into normal voice-sounding speech speech i guess um it also offers a wide variety though of voices in multiple languages and can be integrated with various applications so that's probably like a little feature knocking things yes little feature that it probably has that's 
gives it a little boost. I yes. Guess. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. I didn't actually play with that one. That's behind a paywall. Yeah. Um, but I think it's. Yeah. I think you can integrate it a lot more into things because IBM Watson's been around for quite a long time. Yeah. So I'd assume it's probably a bit more corporate level stuff, as Watson seems to be from. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Do you want to do Microsoft the next uh, one? Yes. I, no, I don't. I think Microsoft oh. Azure wants to do no. Microsoft Azure, so I'll let them do it for us. Thanks, Microsoft. Microsoft Azure Text-to-Speech is a cloud-based TTS service that offers a variety of high-quality synthetic voices in multiple languages and dialects. It uses neural network technology to create natural-sounding speech. Thank you very much, Azure. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually uh, what I use. I use Microsoft Azure. Yeah, okay. So I'm kind of holding back some of the good voices for you. Yeah, uh, And I've left it in default setting. Yeah, okay. So what I'll do is I think the last one that we have coming up a bit later, I've let it put a couple of different annotations and tones and yeah, stuff cool. into it to give you the listener a bit better of an understanding. Yeah, because um, but- it's still very... What's the word? Like plain sound? You know, the yeah, the up and down of a natural voice isn't quite there. Yeah, <laughs> with, yeah. With the default settings. Yeah, and I, I found with my audio drama, it's probably 85% there. Like some things are just a tad off and you can tell, mm. but you can make them whisper. You can make them angry, sad, excited, happy, frightened. Yeah, cool. You can add all that, but you can't really... Uh, adjust the level of that, for example. Like, you might want them to be a bit like, oh, my God, frightened. But they're like, oh, dear. Like, you know, (laughs) you're like, just, you're at a 10 (laughs) on the scared. I need you at, like, a 5. But, yeah, so. But that's all right. Microsoft Azure is the one I use. Uh, I I do have Poly as well, uh, but I don't use it as much. Azure is a lot better because it's the user face is a bit easier and it lets you pick all those. I think the voice actors Mm. I use each have 13 different Annotations. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's quite it's quite in-depth, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, Natural Reader. We're going to jump along now. Yep. Natural Reader is a desktop application that converts written text into spoken words. It oft- offers a variety of voices in multiple languages and allows users to adjust the speed and tone of the speech. Yes. That is cool. uh, one, one thing worth pointing out in most of these. You can also get different languages, but also mm. different... Uh, what's the word? I've had a total brain fart. Uh, the way they they speak in that language, but English accents. There we go. Um, Sorry, yeah. I'm like, what? Are you yeah, yeah. About? I know. <laughs> it took a while. I said I've been on holiday mode. Um, yeah, so you'll get different accents, which I'm definitely not going to try because it'll come off terrible. Yes, definitely. but you can get like a German accent, but they'll still speak English. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, okay, or okay. a Chinese accent, or heaps. Yeah, well, Australian accent and American accents and. UK, they're all in there, but you'll also get uh, lots of different other countries. Hopefully, it's a better Australian accent. Uh, <laughs> it's always so bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll finish up one do more. The last one. Yeah, yeah. Read Speaker is a cloud based TTS service that offers a variety of natural sounding voices in multiple languages and dialects. It can be integrated into various applications, including websites, mobile apps, and e learning platforms. Cool. And that's just, there's heaps more. Murph was one I was looking at. Uh, which is quite interesting in our next um, where we talk about legal stuff. It mm. was happy to let me do stuff, but it wouldn't let me have any swear words Yeah, because it was trying to protect the voice actors and part of the contract they must have had with the voice actors was no swear words. Yeah. Not that I have lots of swearing, but, you know, the yeah. odd bit here and there. Uh, they just totally banned it. So that yeah. was interesting. They were really good. That was a really good user interface. You can literally pick the actor and put a little picture of them in and it slides the conversation around and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. 
All, All right. right. We're going to get into the legal concerns Yeah, now. let's do it. This is this is the interesting bit. Well, so we don't have a huge amount of details, and I was trying to look up if there's any legal cases, and I'm sure there are, but my search was um, not very fruitful. <laughs> when I put, drag on this legal expert for our yeah. podcast, we can get into it more. Yes, definitely. Um, but, yeah, so as with any emerging technology, the use of AI voices can raise legal and ethical issues, and so we do want to go through some of the key ones now. All right. First up. Intellectual property. Go for it. AI voice cloning raises questions about ownership of the original voice and the synthesized version. There is a risk that the synthesized voice could infringe on the rights of the original voice owner or create confusion as to who is the true speaker. All of my services are paid and most are hidden behind a paywall. And by my, I mean Andy. Yes, sorry. That must have been my bit to read. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm just reading verbatim. Bad by me. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, but so for the stuff I use, I actually have to pay. Mm. Uh, my, it's not heaps, but I still have to pay and have a subscription yeah. to actually use those. Like music, right? Like some of the yeah. music stuff I have for... Uh, same with your stuff, I guess, with SoundCloud. To use that, I actually pay for the royalties, I guess you'd say. Yeah. So and I can so use it, it in does, my production. It touches on that, what we were sort of discussing before as well, just yeah. about like that, like all the concerns for all the AI generative art and even with ChatGPT and stuff, there's concerns about where data or information or something is being pulled from initially to train these things. Yes. And like... Yeah, what voices are being synthesized together. It's like, yeah. yeah, do you ever get to find out? Maybe they've accidentally taken your voice and it's getting used yeah. in there. Yeah, exactly. Do and we need to worry about that? I don't know. Yeah, well, I just <laughs> thought about it, right? It's uh, interesting how we talked probably many, many podcasts ago about turning your books into NFTs if you sign with Amazon and they own all digital rights. Yeah. Similar it might be if you use your voice for this, say, I'll say Amazon, Um because you go for Audible, they own all your voice rights as well, etc. So they could use it for something mm, else. That's messy. Yeah, it is. And I think there's going to be lots of this with the new uprising mm. of AI and how it can <laughs> use different data. Uh, but yeah, that, I thought that's quite interesting. Something to think about is how yeah. is your voice being used? Probably not so much for randos like us that do podcasts, but no. for musicians and actors and famous people. But yeah, it's that like that'll probably be your... in contracts at some point. Because I guess, like, yeah, your product is your voice then. So, yes. yeah, it needs to be protected somehow. Yeah. All right, let's move on to privacy. Do you want to do this one? Yep. Uh, the use of AI voice cloning for commercial purposes, such as generating synthetic voiceovers or virtual assistants, may raise privacy concerns. There is a risk that a person's voice could be used without their consent or that synthesized voice could be used to create misleading or fraudulent content. Mm, which is um, what we're talking about. Yeah. And then also, like, with them... Um, not letting the voice actors you're saying do swear words in that thing. I yeah, guess exactly. that's to protect them from, yeah, randos making them do a hate speech or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which they don't want to be doing. Yeah, I, and you, or you can't just get like Snoop Dogg's voice, and I can't leave you a voice message of him just cursing you out because you were late somewhere. Yeah, as funny as that would be. Yeah, <laughs> he might actually do that, but you know. Yeah, I, I think I think I probably could pay him for that. They did have that for a while, didn't they? Yeah, I feel like you could call up actors and cost a certain amount for birthday messages and stuff. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right, deceptive practices. Ooh. The use of AI voices could potentially be used to deceive customers or the public. For example, a synthetic voice could be used to impersonate a public figure or make false claims about a product or service. 
There have been reports on increases of crime using AI voices. Yeah, so I checked that out. I think mm. a little bit in Australia, but definitely in the US and overseas, there has been a rise in crime where people have, I'll give you a call, and it's an AI voice and stuff mm. like that. So they have actually been using AI voice uh, in a bad way. Yeah, so all those Nigerian princes and stuff. Yeah, they'll have a voice to their email now. Yeah. And soon probably a face because you'll be able to generate that yeah. with AI as well. All those like messages I get being like, Mom, I've lost my phone. Contact me over on this WhatsApp thing so yeah. I can talk to you. My kids are too young to have phones, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works well, but yeah. Yeah, mine. Daddy. My kids don't answer when I call. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, keeping going. All right. Defamation. Uh, yep. Go. Defamation. The use of AI voices in a way that damages a person's reputation or portrays them in a false light could give rise to defamation claims. Murph, an AI mm. tool, yep, I was talking about, wouldn't let the swearing go through. And we kind yeah. of discussed that. So defamation kind of, these are all kind of similar. It's all about yeah. sort of protecting the owner or originator or actor of or whatever you want to call it, the person whose voice it is. And all the legal concerns around that. It's just similar to using video footage and all yeah. sorts of stuff. So No, exactly. I feel like this is really just pulling it out in terms of the, I guess, specific things that could be brought up in a court of law against you. So it'd yeah. be like, yeah, defamation, privacy, breaches, um, all yes. these sort of things. Yeah. Um, consumer protection is the next one we have, though. So the use of AI voices in marketing and advertising could raise consumer protection concerns such as false advertising or unfair and deceptive trade practices. Yeah. Related to the same sort of thing yeah. where it's like if they're yeah using a fake celebrity voice to endorse a product yeah. and you might end up buying stuff because yeah. you think that product is liked by Endorsed that celebrity. Endorsed by that person, yeah, yeah when it's not really. And last one, go, Andy. Uh, data protection. So the use of AI voices may raise data protection issues if personal data, such as voice samples, is collected without proper consent or protection. Mm. Yeah. Uh, which is probably a good little segue into just quickly going over. So with Microsoft Azure text-to-speech, yeah. you have to have, I think it's a 1,000 hours potentially of voice. You have to have written consent with identification and you have to have that person in their voice consenting and reading this thing out that says they do consent to have their voice used. So yeah, it's, okay. it's probably like at least an hour or two of work getting like permission. Cloning the voice. Oh, cloning the voice is a lot. Right. Okay. Uh, but to actually get consent, there's a lot of steps you have to jump through. There's like multiple IDs and their voice saying that they agree to it. They've got a thing you have to read. That person has to read to agree, and it has to be sent from them, and all sorts of stuff. So it's not it's not a simple process. Yeah, they've covered good. their bases uh, on all the things that well, we just talked good. about. Because yeah, there are a lot of legal issues surrounding the use of AI voices, and yeah. they are complex and evolving. So yes. as always, stay across what's happening. If you're interested in this space, do your own research. Keep on top of it. Um, and it's important for companies and individuals to consider the legal implications of using AI voices and to take steps to ensure that their use of the technology is lawful and ethical whenever you are interested in playing in this space. Yeah. So, yeah, be smart. Do your research. Yeah. Don't take our word for everything. Always double check yeah. us. We're noobs, as we've said. So, please. Yes. Don't research. be dodgy. Don't be dodgy. All right. Uh, we've <laughs> talked about the AI the tools, some yeah. of the legal issues. Where can we actually use it, Sean? Oh, yeah. So I wanted to have a quick look at, so for audiobook distribution. So, yeah. you know, if I wanted to clone my voice yep. and narrate all my books and stuff, like, could I put that somewhere? Am I allowed to? Um, so I had a look through some of the main publishers and distributors. Distributors? We'll go with that. Yep. Um, so two of the main ones, like, that are aggregation sort of tools, 
are ACX and Findaway Voices. Yeah, okay. So they are big ones that lots of um, authors go to to distribute their audiobooks. Yes. And also even find um, narrators sometimes through Findaway Voices. Fun fact. Okay, cool. Um, so those both those platforms distribute to Amazon, Audible, Apple Books, and like many, many others. However, currently, neither platform accept AI-narrated audiobooks. So you cannot submit to there. Okay. <laughs> you can't go through those aggregators. Bzz, to them. Go on. <laughs> Um, Kobo, um, they do actually accept audio narrated, auto narrated audiobooks as read by AI programs. So that is an avenue for you if you want to get an audiobook out there. Yes. Kobo. Audible, owned by Amazon, doesn't accept AI voice narration. Interestingly, though, um, even though Amazon has an AI narration tool. Yes. They don't accept audiobooks produced by AI. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So Audible, hmm. no. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, Apple Books has actually been rolling out some AI narration and does offer a selection of fiction and romance titles with digital narration in inverted quotation marks. Yeah, yeah. Sort of things. Um, alongside their ebooks and other audiobooks for purchase. So Apple Books is pushing forwards in allowing AI narration yeah, okay. in there. Yep. Um, and the last one I was going to say is just Google Play Books. So that it is very AI friendly and even has AI narration tools available to transform your text into audio files. So yes for Google. Yes. All right. But that's just a little snapshot. I just wanted to give a few little tips. So if you are someone wanting to make an audio book, you're interested in this AI voice narration because it does make it a little bit easier than hiring a narrator at times. Yes. Um, just be aware you need to look into your distribution channels to get yeah, it out there or where you can and can't go. Yeah, and I had a look at some other stuff. I think podcasts, I couldn't find any issues with any of the main podcast distributors. Mm. Uh, YouTube, I think, was all right, but it might hit you on a... Um, copyright. Copyright and take you down or demonetize you based on what, what you've used and who you've got, etc. Yeah. Uh, but it'll do that yeah. on a whole bunch of things, so you'd probably just have to... YouTube's pretty, yeah, got a pretty good um, copyright search Algorithm sort of thing. Yeah. So when you're uploading a video, it auto searches for yeah. anything that's using the same thing. Like it even sometimes because I use loops from SoundCloud. Yeah. I mean, Soundtrap, not SoundCloud. Yes. <laughs> Soundtrap. Um, it has picked up like there's 10 seconds or like eight seconds of my song. Yeah, that's the yeah. same as somebody else's because they've also used that loop yeah. just on its own at some point. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Well done. Interesting. Yeah, the algorithm works hard yeah. in the tubes. And they're always like, there's no issue because I'm allowed to have it and stuff. And so they it's don't flag let, it, just, but yeah, they're just like, you know. did you know? Yeah, okay. It's like, <laughs> No, I did not. So now I actually just make sure I don't use any loops on their own completely. I make sure I mix stuff up properly. Yeah, and same thing I've done uh, with my audio drama is I've made sure I'm talking, there's different sound effects and... So it's not just an AI voice having yeah. at it the whole time. Because that just wouldn't be as fun anyway. Like, yeah, that's true. It doesn't true. sound as good. But yeah, let's get into our thoughts about it. Actually. All right. Uh, shall I go first? Yes. Seems I've put a sp me down twice. You did. <laughs> yeah. I don't say, Andy, what do you think? And then, Andy, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think you should listen to me, Sean, because I've Apparently. got twice the things to say. Uh, obviously, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh, I'm using it. I think it's really interesting space. It's not perfect, mm. nor, nor, will it, nor would it be because it's very early on. I like it. I like the idea of it. Now that I've gotten used to it a little bit more, I don't find it so grating. Like, I know I've played some AI voice stuff from some of the other tools I've used to people, and it takes them five minutes to be like, oh, I kind of forgot that it was an AI. Just to after. get your ear used to it. Yeah, just to sort of adjust. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's good. I think there's a lot of value to it. I would still prefer to have voice actors do mm. my radio drama, but, you know, it's going to cost expensive. me like... <laughs> 
four to ten dollars an episode for an hour's worth of stuff. Yeah. Versus like probably four hundred to a thousand dollars, depending. I don't know how probably much voice actors cost. Yeah, but I, I hear those Critical Role kids earn the big bucks. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we can quite afford them. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that they'd be volunteering at that point um, for charity. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm a big fan of it. I think. In what I'm using it for, mm. I think for those little things with like, you know, people that have like uh, reading disabilities or, you know, don't oh, see yeah. as well, I think that's really awesome. Yeah. I think stepping up that sort of business customer service side of the house. That's pretty as cool. opposed, Yeah, that makes life easier. Uh, I think there's some really good practical uses for it. Yeah. I think there is still a lot of opportunity for dodgy people. As there uh, always is, right, with yeah. every tool that's invented. Yeah. To do stuff. <laughs> But overall, I'm I'm a pretty big fan, to be yeah. honest. It's I can't wait to share my stuff with everyone. Yeah, because uh, and you guys can all make the the decision on that. Mm. But I think for me, especially bootstrapping a audio drama with different actors and stuff, it's been super amazing. That's cool. Yeah. But yeah, I like it too. Truthfully, like I think yeah. as you're saying, the applicability to help people with um, visual impairments or anything is amazing like it's got yeah. so much like that's what i feel like a lot of these things um come from initially yes. it's like a place of wanting to help yeah, um, definitely. i'm very interested in the voice cloning sort of technology because that intrigued me i kind of liked the idea of making a clone of my voice yeah As, that's that's super cool because i think for for me at the moment because i also want to play with uh, getting a real narrator yeah, and experience that process that. Yeah. so i think what i'm thinking my planning is for my novels, yeah. I would want to, I think, get a narrator and have that experience yeah, and stuff. Human, yeah, real um, But in the background of my mind, I've, my brain's thinking about doing like little short, sharp novellas or something of like a series that's for my main character but set when they're younger. Yeah, like, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, and we'll have a bit more of a play of like seeing, using some of the um, AI tools for writing as well as then maybe use the AI narration as yeah. well on those things or maybe the clone of my voice for that. Yeah, well, that would be, be good because cool. then I could just steal your voice because you'd oh, give yeah. me the rights. <laughs> you're like, you're like Chance, do this bit for me. You're like, ah, just use my voice. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, make it easy. There is an ease to that. Um, hey, I can just like put in the script for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> lazy son of a gun. sleep in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andy Max down here recording and Chance is upstairs having a schnooze. <laughs> Not on my watch, pal. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really interested. In, like, I want to play with it at some point. Yeah, I as I've said, I really hate the Australian accents that are available. Oh, yeah. Part of me is like, I don't know, maybe I sound as bad as that, but I didn't think my voice is as bad as some of theirs. No, so I'm like, I, I maybe I could have, be a better Australian voice. Yeah, <laughs> so just a bad. voice for Australia. Um, <laughs> that almost went a bit awkward then as well. That was weird. Um, but I know what you they're mean. They're just so bad. I'm like, I don't speak to people who sound like that i don't think in no a daily it's such a weird it's it is it's like a ford commercial like yeah. going camping for the weekend like that type ugh. Ugh. which is odd because so i remember 20. looking at voice actors uh, a while ago <laughs> maybe a year ago and i went to an australian thing and looked through them all and they all sound like that all the voice actors mm. have that very i guess you'd call it commercial australian accent yeah and it's horrible admittedly like when i see an actor who actually does a good accent you are like oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> like slow clap for you because that was yeah. like i think kate winslet did a good one in a movie she did you're like oh noticed it sounded like a normal 
accent yes. <laughs> instead of this weird like hybrid like g'day yeah. mate yeah, we're g'day, going mate. to have a shrimp on a bar we don't even say shrimp why do people say shrimp on a barbie oh, crocodile dundee ad from uh, the 80s or whatever America. it was <laughs> that's why it was like <laughs> yeah. designed for americans to be like come here yes. we say prawns if you didn't know you're in america yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we is. don't actually barbecue prawns really anyway no. i'm anyway. on a tangent of like yeah. this is confusing but yes the australian accents are terrible Want to make them better. <laughs> yes. Uh, we did actually ask someone else their opinion. We did. We did. Uh, so I asked ChatGPT what it thought about AI uh, voice narration. So mm-hmm. let's hear from ChatGPT. As an AI language model, I am impartial to the use of AI voice narration. However, I can provide some insights on the benefits and drawbacks of using AI voice narration. One of the main benefits of AI voice narration is its efficiency and cost-effectiveness. AI voice technology allows for the creation of synthesized voices that can be used to generate audio content quickly and at a lower cost compared to hiring human voice actors. Another benefit of AI voice narration is the ability to generate voices in multiple languages and dialects, which can help to reach a wider audience. However, there are also some potential drawbacks to using AI voice narration. One concern is the quality and naturalness of the synthesized voices. While AI voice technology has improved in recent years, there is still a risk that the voices may sound robotic or unnatural, which can detract from the overall user experience. Another concern is the ethical implications of using AI voice technology. For example, using synthesized voices to impersonate someone without their consent or to deceive consumers could raise legal and ethical issues. But overall, AI voice narration has the potential to be a valuable tool for generating audio content, but it's important to consider the quality, ethical implications, and user experience when deciding whether to use it. <laughs> yeah, well, wow. settle down, chat. Uh, that was a lot. <laughs> that was. I did, um, <laughs> so the first couple of things she said was the default setting. Yes, that's the, the I have no emotion when yeah. I speak. <laughs> then I moved her to friendly when she talked about the benefits. So she was a bit more like, you can do this. Then you'll see I changed it when they talked about the disadvantages to the unfriendly. She Hence went her down tones. at yeah, the she end toned of the and slowed sentence. down a little bit. <laughs> uh, and then right at the end, I just gave her the excited and let her cut sick. That was uh, very exciting. She was. Yeah, I even toned that down manually a little bit because it got even more high pitch and excited. <laughs> yeah, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Excited people talk faster and higher. Um, well done, algorithm. Too high. <laughs> Too high. Uh, but that was pretty good. That, that was just showing that there are different tones. So go back and listen to that a couple of times yep. and see if you can pick it up. And she had some good info in there. So, yep, I completely agree. Like, be careful about the legal and ethical implications. Do your research. Yes. Thanks, chat. Thanks, chat. <laughs> All right. I think that's pretty much everything. We should be wrapping up this episode, right? Uh, yes. Everything we want to talk about AI narration, which means... It's now time to enter Andy's Imaginasium. Welcome to the me. <laughs> I stuffed it. Up. You stuff it every week. I, I love do. It. I do. All right, hang on. Let's see it's if I can amazing. get it. Amazing. <laughs> Such a silly word, and I made it up. That's the worst bit. Welcome to the. Imaginasium. <laughs> oh, jeez, I'm a silly bugger. Um, I was going to say something else, but, you know. You pulled back. Well done. Well done, yeah. <laughs> All right, so workout of the week number four at the Imaginasium. 
So this week's workout is going to push you a little harder than last time to help you make those creativity gains. All right, the track uh, for this week is called Icarus Main Theme by Michael McCann. It's from the uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution uh, video game, actually. Nice. Yeah, uh, link in show notes. And I also do a separate blog post about it, so um, yeah. you'll see it up on socials Find as well. Find it on our socials. Yes. Uh, so your workout for the week is as follows. Uh, get the music ready on your device. Go outside for a walk, preferably somewhere nice and safe. But if you can't, get comfy under your blanket of choice. Uh, turn on the music and let's do the following workout. This week's workout is a little less direct than the last one, as I really want you to use your imagination. This time, your prompt is simple. You exit hyperspace into an alien solar system teeming with life. What lays before you? Ooh. Yes. So last time I think I gave you a little bit more of a walkthrough. I gave you a little bit of a scenario. Mm. This time, get those uh, that loose. imagination muscles. Yeah, get to work. Uh, and once you've done that, hit us up on Twitter. So Andy Matt Creative, if you want to ping me personally, mm-hmm. or um, at Invoke Creations or Bards Lost in the Metaverse, if you want to uh, tell us both. Yeah. Uh, about what you came up with. I'd be super excited to hear about it. Yeah, we want to hear what you're doing. <laughs> Working all your brain yeah. muscle biceps, I guess. Um, brain muscle biceps. Well, I'm imagining, like, because yeah, it's working yes. out, there's little muscle biceps in the brain working, getting stronger. <laughs> there you go. Sure. And that's where Sean's creativity's <laughs> at. <laughs> all right. So uh, that's your workout for the week. Remember to stay hydrated and stretch throughout the day. All right, we're said and done. We're said and done. Yep, we're out of time. Uh, that's all we've got time for because we're out of time. Time out of it. <laughs> time done. is gone. Yes, uh, we lack time all now. All the time yeah. in the world. <laughs> Excellent. I got my quota of the word times in. Uh, next week we'll be discussing audiobook distribution. Mm. Mm. So we hinted on some stuff today, but that'll be a, a nice sort of uh, carry on from this episode yeah. to talk about audiobook distribution. Uh, in the meantime, uh, go read the chapters of our books, yo. Yo, uh, silly if you don't. There. Yeah, I haven't read your latest one actually. Uh, I totally forgot when I posted this week. It's I was like, good. "Where's Sean?" Then I was like, "Oh, it came out." And I'm like, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to treat yourself this weekend <laughs> and read two chapters at treat once." Treat yourself, yeah, because think... your chapters aren't like mine and don't require like 40 minutes of reading. Uh, no, they don't. I think it's probably like 20 minutes on average. Yeah, yeah. Mine. So, yeah I, I'm, I'm excited to read them both and catch up what uh, Rachel and Peter are up to. I think I'm up to about chapter five for yours. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay, okay. I think I haven't started five. You should have. Yeah, I think we've I'm had the sorry. should have had the call to action by now. Oh, so not yeah, no, not quite. quite not still, quite, just no. sort of like yeah, yeah. won't give it away. I think Hawks and Sparrows maybe the last one I read. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're starting so, to get yeah. amongst it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, you can go to our website at yes. www.invokecreations.com to find our show notes for this podcast and sign up for our newsletter, which. We say newsletter, it's really just every Saturday we send an email, or Andy sends the email, thank you Andy. You're welcome. And it's the link to our new chapters, so you just get free chapters, that's our newsletter, here's some stuff for free, free content, everyone loves that. Free content, yes, indeed. (laughs) But yes, also go to Invoke Sounds on YouTube, so every Tuesday there's a new track released and there's also the grip up of um, a couple albums on there too. You can go to Invoke Art on Instagram to see Andy's art journey. It's hit and miss. It's on there every now and again, but it's still there. And it's he's still, still there, and along. I will fill it up one day. I promise. There's Invoke Creations on Facebook for kind of our fun random updates. It's a bit hodgepodge. We're still sort of working through what our methodology is, I guess, for yeah, Facebook yeah. at the moment. But we'll get there. 
We're mostly on Twitter, though. So Yes. Twitter's as Andy said. Amazing. At Invoke Creation. So they are Bards Listen the Metaverse Twitter account. And you are Andy Mac Creator. Cr- Tiv. Tiv. And I am Sean Lee Creator. Oh, <laughs> the Tiv and the Tor. <laughs> All right. Uh, you've got a track for us, as always. As always. Excellent. Well, I have bulk work to do, and so do you, my friend. So we're yeah. going to go uh, put our bum in a seat, do some work. And until next time, stay dangerous. Bye.